Greetings to those who watch below. Before we start today's video, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Lisa Watts, Aztec Priest, Jess Black Curtain, Wicked Witch, Steffi Ray, Lefty Kim, and Ghost City Shelton for being those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every video. Today's stories are all about hotels. Hotels see thousands upon thousands of people checking in and out all the time. However, sometimes, not everybody checks out. A Dead Duke in the Lyndhurst Park Hotel by M. Davis Endrol Back in the 1970s, I was living in Southampton, England, and working as a builder. It was a good time for me. I was earning enough money, had a good set of mates, and no family relying on me. I was young and free and enjoying life. My experience with the supernatural goes back to that time. I was on a building project in a village in the New Forest called Lyndhurst, and we were working on extending an old hotel. It had just had new owners, and they wanted to give it a revamp to go with its new name. Right from the start, something felt wrong. Whenever you went on site, you got the feeling that you weren't supposed to be there, like someone didn't want you there. You'd feel freezing cold even though it was a hot, sunny day. You'd forget things, and get confused. A lot of the others said they saw a face watching them from a window in the empty hotel, but I never did see it myself. For me, it was mainly the feelings at first. The hotel is right on the high street, so it's in full view of whoever wants to look. Quite often, passers-by would hang about and watch his work, and a lot of the locals would make a habit of it. After a while, me and the rest began to notice a particular old man staring up at us watching, always on his own, and usually after the light had started to go. He was certainly memorable, as his clothes were very strange and old-fashioned, almost like he was in a costume, but subtly. A few times we tried to go down to talk to him, but by the time we got there, he was always gone. Anyway, it was when I was checking on the electrics in an older part of the hotel that I had the encounter. I was in a long corridor, and saw a figure at the other end. When I called to him, I saw it was the old man, so I challenged him, saying he shouldn't be in here. You shouldn't be here, he replied. Come on, mate. Who are you, and why are you here? I'm a builder. You've got to go. I'm Duke Stackpole, and you have to go. At this point, I tried to touch him, to urge him out. When I did... My whole arm went numb and ice cold. I got this sharp pain in my head, and everything started spinning. The man seemed to grow, and his eyes got bigger and bigger, until they filled everything. I woke up to a couple of the other guys over me, asking if I was okay. It was an hour later, and I had a splitting headache. I got checked out by a doctor, but he couldn't explain it. When I eventually told some of the others about it, a couple of them told me about similar experiences that they had had. About 20 years later, I came back to the Lyndhurst Park Hotel to stay for a couple of nights, on a weekend holiday to the New Forest. The feeling I had going in there was very strange. I had a restless night and couldn't sleep, so I got up to go and get a nightcap from the bar. I opened the door of my room, looked down the corridor, and standing at the end of it, just standing there and watching me, was the old man, exactly as he was twenty years ago. 
I stared at him, backed off into my room, packed, and left that night. I haven't been back to the Lindhurst since. I got talking to a local historian in the Hobbit pub in Southampton a couple of years ago, and after a few Guinnesses I related my stories. Apparently, Duke Stackpole had lived and died there in the early 1800s, back when it was a mansion called Glasshaze. According to him, the builders who first worked on turning the place into a hotel would see his ghost regularly, starting fires and telling them to leave. According to local stories, once a year on the anniversary of his death, music can be heard in parts of the house, and anyone who finds its source is whisked away to join the Duke's Dance of the Dead. Those are the stories anyway, and I can't account for any but my own. The one thing I do know is that I won't be returning in a hurry to investigate. Haunted Hotel in Vietnam by Tay Cacao My experience took place during a trip to Vietnam. My wife and I were staying in room 215 at the Hotel Vien Ngoc Zan at 397 Levan Sai Street in Saigon. At 2.30am, a violent argument broke out in room 216 and woke me and my wife up. We distinguished a man's voice and that of a woman who were arguing, but curiously, we couldn't hear a word of what they were saying. It was all like a confused hubbub. We also heard smashing objects, knocks, banging on our wall, and doors slamming. Suddenly, someone opened the door of room 216 and slammed it fiercely. Then, we heard somebody running loudly in the hallway and banging on the walls and doors, including ours. The person ran down the stairs and climbed back up immediately, before continuing to hit the walls and doors. Out of the blue, the individual started to turn the handle of our room violently, as if he wanted to enter. I sat upon the bed to put my pants on, but my wife was holding my arm. She refused to let me go have a look. It was our last night in Vietnam, and she didn't want anything to happen to us. Suddenly, I heard a liquid spreading outside our door, as if a bucket of water had been poured out. I then got up from the bed. My wife told me not to go, but I told her that I had to do it in case a crazy guy had poured gasoline on our door before setting it on fire. I grabbed an empty beer bottle and opened the door. There was nothing, and no one. No trace of liquid on the floor or our door. I heard only crickets. The whole floor was quiet. I closed the door and said to my wife that there was nobody there. She asked me to call the front desk. I told her that we'd see to it in the morning, as for now it was time to sleep. My better half, paralysed with fear, gripped me tightly and was unable to sleep. For my part, I pretended to be asleep, but I was as scared as her. With my feigned carelessness, I wanted to reassure her and make her think that with me by her side, she had nothing to fear. In the morning, we went straight to reception to tell the clerk what happened during the night. The employee replied to us that he was behind the counter all night and had not seen or heard anything. Moreover, he assured me that room 216 was unoccupied. My wife retorted that it was impossible and we weren't hallucinating. The boy repeated that all of the rooms on the second floor were unoccupied except ours and room 214 but the customers of the other room had left early that morning. 
The conversation went on for ten minutes, and obviously wasn't going anywhere. Tired, my wife told me that we should have our breakfast and get ready to go to the airport, and pulled me away from the counter. Before we walked away, the employee suddenly revealed to us that he remembered. The customers from room 214 had returned completely drunk late at night, and had forgotten to take their keycard at reception. They then started banging around and became noisy. The clerk went upstairs to give them their keycard. I questioned the clerk, asking if that really happened last night, and if so, why did he wait for ten minutes to explain it to us? How could he forget such an event? And how could he explain the noises coming from room 216? The employee looked down. It was obvious he had lied. But why? During our lunch at the terrace, the waitress told us that she couldn't help but to hear our conversation with the clerk at the reception. She told us that we were not the only ones who experienced strange things on the second floor, and many stories circulate about this hotel. Finally, she informed us that the corridors were all equipped with security cameras. We thanked her, and after our meal we headed to the reception. The clerk had finished his shift, and it was now a young girl behind the counter. We explained to her our misadventure the previous night, and asked to see the video recordings. To our surprise, she complied immediately. She did some research on a device, and invited us to go behind the counter to look at the screen. At 2.30am, nothing happened in the hallway for five minutes. At 2.35, we could see me open the door from our room and look in the hallway. After my inspection of the floor and the door, we could see me go back into the room and close it. That was all. Unlike my previous paranormal experiences, I was less afraid this time because my wife saw and heard the same things as me. It seems highly unlikely that my wife and I had exactly the same dream or hallucination at the same time. In addition, there is video evidence that shows that I indeed moved to open the door and inspect the area. Hotel Room Horror by Devious Angel In the spring of last year, my fiancé and I drove out with his mother from California to Illinois to watch her sister graduate. It was a very long drive, and we only had a few days stay in Illinois, so we decided to take our time on the return trip and stay in a few of the states we had blown through on our way out. A bad storm hit just as we were leaving and followed us through to Missouri, by the time we passed Joplin, we were all really tired, so we decided to spend the night at the USA Inn in Mount Vernon. I don't recall the exact room number we were in, but I remember that it faced a gas station and that we were literally parked right outside our hotel room door. My fiancé and I got our own room, and his mum was in the room two doors down from us. The room in between was unoccupied, and strangely, the door had been left unlocked and partially opened when we came up. I remember a heavy feeling of unease as I passed that room. Things went really downhill the moment we stepped into our room. When we had first gotten to the hotel, we had been ravenously hungry. The lady at the front desk had given us flyers for a nearby pizza delivery service, so we ordered pizza. By the time it came, we had all lost our appetites and we each only ate one or two slices of the two full pizzas we had bought. When the pizza arrived, we went into my fiancé's mum's room to eat with her, 
she had all of the lights and the TV on. I made mention of this, and she told us that she felt uncomfortable in the room. She couldn't explain why, but the room made her feel unsafe and uneasy. I'm a believer in spirits, but my fiancé is a sceptic, so the events of the night were a real shock to him. We went back to our room, and after glancing at the clock, I saw that it was about 9pm. I have to note that my fiancé and I are a very loving, affectionate couple, and we get along very well. We fight like every other couple does, but it never lasts long, and we maintain respectful attitudes towards each other, so that our fights don't escalate. I don't remember what started it, but we got into a really nasty argument. We had never fought like that before. We yelled at each other and said spiteful things, and at one point I even told him that I really wanted to hit him. As soon as I said it, I sort of took a mental step back and assessed the argument. Why were we fighting? Why did it escalated so badly? There seemed to be no good reason. That's when I noticed the heavy negative vibe of the room. We talked about the argument, and he also admitted that he wasn't sure why it had gotten so bad. He didn't really know why he was angry, but it was like something was urging him to be upset at me, which was exactly how I felt. After the argument, we both felt horribly drained, as though something had gotten us fired up and sapped us dry afterwards. We decided to scope out the room a bit more, it looked to be in a fairly good shape overall. There was a TV sitting on a big dresser, with a large mirror on the wall overlooking the bed. The bathroom in particular gave us both really bad feelings. I sensed a very negative presence there, particularly in the shower, which was built into an alcove and had no curtain or door. I kept getting the sensation that something was in there, around the corner, just waiting for me to be alone. Not too long after the bizarre argument, we tried to get some sleep. We figured we were tired, and that that was what had caused it. My fiancé immediately fell asleep after lying down, but I was having a hard time because I felt so nervous. I was awake for hours, reading a book. At around two in the morning, I heard my fiancé gasping. I looked over at him, and he was still asleep. He was breathing hard, as if something was choking him. I shook him, but he didn't wake up. I got really scared then, and started calling his name and shaking him hard. He finally woke up, and looked at me in surprise. I asked him if he was okay, and he said that he had been having a weird dream, and that he couldn't wake up. He didn't tell me what the dream was about right away, I think because he didn't want to scare me. I was worried about him, so I looked after him a while longer before trying to get some rest. I turned the light out, and did my best to relax, but I couldn't. I was terrified. I first heard a light tapping noise. I closed my eyes and just kept telling myself that nothing is there. Nothing is there. In response to this, I heard a loud bang on the wall that sounded like it had come from the unoccupied room next door. There was a long moment of silence, and then there was another bang followed by a dragging sound. I was too scared to move. A few minutes later, I turned to look at my fiancé, but he wasn't there. I was alone in the room. The TV was on, and it was the news, but it was really freaky, because the newscaster kept talking, 
but her mouth had stopped moving, as if she was looking through the TV. She stared at me with this hateful expression. I suddenly felt drawn to the mirror that faced the bed. I stared at my reflection for a while, and then I moved to go to the bathroom, but my reflection didn't move. She just stood there staring at me like the newscaster had. I felt like I was going to die of fear. Then, I heard banging on the bathroom door. It sounded like something with clawed feet was flailing and crashing into the door, trying very hard to get out. I could hear the claws scraping on the ground as it desperately tried to escape. I just knew that if whatever it was got out, something terrible was going to happen. I blocked the door with a chair and ran for the door. I could see daylight coming in through the windows, but when I opened the door, it was pitch black, like there was nothing but an abyss beyond. Then, the door slammed shut and I was locked in the room. I walked back to the bed and laid down, as though accepting that I was trapped. I closed my eyes really tightly and screamed stop. When I opened my eyes, I looked over and my fiancé was asleep beside me. I was so confused and disorientated. I woke him up because I was all but having a panic attack. He assured me that he hadn't gone anywhere and looked really upset by what I had told him. He said that the nightmare I had woken him up from was almost exactly the same. The only difference was that he could see his mum and I through the windows, but it was like a one-way mirror. We couldn't see him, and he was trapped in the room too. When we later talked to his mum, she said that she had hardly slept at all, and that she felt like something was in her room with her all night. I did some research a few weeks ago, and came up with an interesting article from the Joplin Globe about an incident that happened at that hotel the year before our stay. A construction foreman was staying there with two of his colleagues. One of the men had been drinking, and had gotten into a fight over the phone with his girlfriend. For seemingly no good reason, he suddenly attacked the foreman and shot him to death. There were a lot of unanswered questions in the article, because the third construction worker who had witnessed the murder wouldn't talk about what happened. I believe that there is some kind of violent, evil spirit residing in that hotel. I also think that this spirit or force, whatever it was, caused the fight between my fiancé and I, and caused me to hallucinate or have some kind of lucid nightmare. I'm more sensitive and open spiritual things than my fiancé is, so I think I got it worse than he did. I also believe that this entity was feeding off of the men staying at the hotel and was keeping them there, and that through possession or influence, it also caused the shooting. A Haunted Hotel by Me Lime In April last year, I got a job as a hotel receptionist in a town not far from where I live. I started as extra, and now I've worked myself up to being a full-time night receptionist. There are only two night receptionists at this hotel, so that means we always work alone. The hotel itself is practically just a big tower, with a total of 111 rooms. Part of the job is to do rounds, making sure everything is locked, secure, and in its proper place. The back office of the reception is surrounded by frosted glass walls. Behind the glass wall on the right 
is a corridor that leads to the elevators and nothing else. Which means you see when a guest is arriving from their rooms. Well, you see their shadow to be more exact. One evening I was working alone and saw a shadow approaching from the elevators. I got up and walked to the front desk, ready to help the guest. I stood there for a moment, wondering where the guest had gone. I knew that they didn't take the elevator back up, since you hear the doors closing and the elevator moving. I walked behind the corner and looked out into the corridor. Nobody was there. I eventually walked up to the elevators to check if it had gone back up without me hearing, but both of them stood with their doors open on the ground floor. This spooked me a bit, but I tried not to think about it too much. The rest of the night went on, without anything more happening. After that, both me and the other girl who worked nights saw the shadows regularly, but now we've learned which shadow is which. The spirit shadow appears to be more smudgy around the edges, while the guests are solid. Also, when you work nights, you have to go do a conference centre round. The conference centre is located in another building, and you have to go through a big mall to get to it. That mall's kind of freaky. Almost every time you pass through it, you feel like you're being watched. Against the walls of the mall are huge plants in pots. And just a few weeks ago, Louise saw a solid person standing behind one of those flowers, looking at her. She didn't think too much about it, since we have guards coming and going throughout the night. But when she passed the flower, and the person was still standing there, still just watching her, she approached it. The person stepped around the flower, out of her sight, and vanished. There is no way it could have been a real person. There is nowhere to hide, and everything's locked. Louise searched them all, but the person was nowhere to be seen. I've never experienced anything in the mall itself, but in the conference hall, which is also a very scary place, things happen quite often. When you have passed through the mall, you reach a set of stairs, which leads up to a locked door. Behind the door is a long corridor, with locked conference rooms on the right side. If you continue through the corridor, it turns left, where there is chairs and a table, and to the left again, there are more conference rooms. The first room is the biggest one, and during your rounds, you have to open each room to see that no window is open and that everything is in its place. One night I went into the biggest room and suddenly felt the urge to snap a few pictures in there. I took my phone, snapped a few shots with nothing in them and prepared to lock up and leave. I turned the lights off and through the camera lens of my phone I saw somebody standing in the middle of the room. I saw it so clearly, a head, shoulders and legs. I gasped and turned the lights back on, but the room was empty. I started to freak out and quickly locked the room and planned to leave when I started to hear noises coming from around the corner of the corridor by the chairs. I froze and listened. It sounded like someone stomping around, dragging their feet behind them, and at the same time, a lot of paper being shredded. Now I knew that the place was empty. I had already done the round before, and no one was there except me, and nobody could get into the centre either. I listened for a while at the sound, while being absolutely frozen in fear. I felt that whatever it was, it was not someone 
or something nice. I remember thinking that I should not go around the corner. Instead, I backed out of the corridor, locked up the hall, and ran back to the front desk. I can't remember ever being so scared like I was that night. Every sound made me jump. The morning came, and I decided to sleep in one of the rooms, since I was too tired to drive home. I always lock the room when I'm sleeping during the day, so no one could get in, not even the cleaning ladies. There's only one key that can open doors when they're locked from the inside, and that's the skeleton key, located in the back office, and we just use that during emergencies. Anyway, I'm sure I locked the door, because I double-checked it three or four times before I went to bed. But when I woke up, the door was unlocked. That's when I decided to go home. After that night, I've only seen shadows behind the glass wall from time to time, but never anything big. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. Have you ever had an encounter in a haunted hotel? Back when I worked in a hotel, it was supposedly haunted, but I never experienced anything myself. I just used it as an excuse to scare some of the other staff. If you like the video and haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the channel, hitting the notification bell so that you know when the next video goes live. So, until next time, sleep tight.